Hey y'all, what's good? Here we are with another day and another episode of the Pilgrimage Podcast. I'm your host, Zarufitz, and then we got a guest today that I'm really excited to share with y'all. Her name is Hanna Lekka. She's in Los Angeles, California. I met Hanna in uh, Las Vegas about two to three years ago, or I don't even know how long ago it was now, maybe for uh, this conference called Christ Connect. Shout out to my good friend, Sam Haile and uh, Kalkidan out there in Minnesota who started this out. And we just started chopping it. Hanna and I started, <clears throat> excuse me, chopping it up over there just about life, about photography, about language, just uh, at a really young age. We was about 2019 at that time, just really passionate about creating things. And we just struck up a friendship from there and have kept up with one another. And uh, what, what got me wanting her on this podcast is she's been doing a lot of this stuff with photography and now she embroiders rugs and everything. And I was like, I got to get you on the show. We've had so many conversations in life and there's so many cool things you've done. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, Hannah. Oh, my God. It is such an honor. Um, really grateful to be on here. Yes, I'm so happy we ended up meeting during that conference in Vegas. It was yeah. a lot of fun. The atmosphere was amazing. I met a lot of really cool people and you were one of them. So Super happy to be here years later. You have this thing going. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Thanks so much, man. Yeah. And um, as you know, this this uh, podcast is called the Pilgrimage Podcast. And something we talk about here all the time is like life. It's not just about the triumphs, the durations or the setbacks, but it's about the continuance. And so the first question I want to ask you is a little bit about like a 30,000 foot glance at your pilgrimage, uh, specifically uh, about a topic we talked before about fighting for what you love, because this is something that is very specific to your journey and something you've encouraged me about recently. So yeah, what's a 30,000 foot view of your pilgrimage of fighting for what you love? Yeah, so the pilgrimage, man. So I guess, I mean, I'll just start back from like where it started yeah yeah you know so i mean the furthest my creative endeavors take me back to is like when i was five years old mm. and i would just be like drawing mermaids like all the time i was yeah. like obsessed with anything that looked pretty beautiful and so my earliest memories of creating was that just like drawing all the time and thankfully, you know, my parents, I have really amazing parents in that they kind of nurtured that. And so they saw that I really love to draw all the time. So yeah. they put me into art lessons, like starting, I think, at the age of seven. I did it up until like the age of 13. Um, and then I stopped because, you know, I was in middle school and I think school started to pile up and things like that. Um, and I also just kind of, I think, I don't want to say outgrew it because I feel like drawing is not something you, I don't want to say I grew because I feel like I'm dissing the craft, but right, right, right. I, you know what I mean? But yeah. I think I just like wanted to do something else and my head probably just got distracted by other things. Um, but it was like a really great seven years of me just like creating. And like for those seven years, like I was known 
like in my classes, I was like the really quiet one. So I didn't Mm -hmm. really say much, Um, but people knew me for my work. Like whenever there was like some sort of art project, people wanted to be my partner. Like um, if there was like an art teacher that came in, people always wanted to see what I did. I would always like, you know, be a part of the art competitions that would go in my school. So art was like my voice. Mm. It was like the way that I expressed myself and it's just what I knew, you know? And I really think my parents, because I really think that they're the ones that let it be that way. Um, so yeah. a huge part of like my pilgrimage in terms of creativity, actually, I would pay homage to my parents for mm-hmm. just letting me like do that. You know, I don't think it's something that they saw like that, you know, they took seriously like, oh, she's going to be some great artist. I think they just saw that I like to do it and they just let me do it. Right, right. It's a big deal. You know what I mean? They didn't, Absolutely. Like, they didn't condemn me. They didn't, you know, cancel it from my life. They kind of just like let me do it alongside right. school and other things. Um, and then when I was in high school, I, um, so that's when I picked up photography, but the way it happened was, so I had a friend group at that time. I was surrounded by like a lot of artsy people. Um, the demographic that I went to school with was like a lot of white Asian people, but they were like the kind of artsy people. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people that were involved with like film photography, just a bunch of digital art stuff my friend group was like that and so i had like a couple of friends in my friend group that like liked to take pictures as a hobby it wasn't something that they took seriously i just they just liked to do it and honestly until then i've never really saw photography as like an art form it was never like a concept mm. in my mind it was like photography to me was like the kind of stuff that you you go to like the store at JC Penney's or like Sears to get like your family photos. Like right. I never really thought of like right. photography as like, you know, something that um, you can actually like create art with. And so when I saw what they were doing, I was like, Oh my God, like I need to like tap into this. Or I just, I, I just started to get curious about it. And I didn't even have a camera in sight or near me to like practice or use all i had was my iphone mm. it was like an iphone 6 or something Dang. and at that time visco i don't know if you know that app but visco <laughs> is like a photography app that a lot of people were using at the time you could just it was like kind of like instagram but like way less toxic because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have any likes or comments it was just photos of right so it's like you just saw people's photos of like their art and stuff like that. And I would spend hours like scrolling through people's work and just Mm. like admiring the way people captured like a car, a person, like a drink or like a moment. And I would just spend hours just like downloading aesthetics in my mind. You know what I mean? And it just came quite naturally. You know what I mean? I didn't start this because I wanted to prove something or because like, oh, everybody's doing it. I want to do it. This is actually during a time where photography was not even like really a thing. Like mm. Instagram was still kind of like in its newer phase because Instagram came out when I was in middle school. By this time, Instagram was like maybe like three, four years in of existing. And photography wasn't really like a thing yet. Like people, yeah. it wasn't like trending. So this interest came like 
very organically and very naturally. And um, yeah, and then I think, and then after that, like I would just take pictures on my iPhone. Mm. So I wasn't like looking for like, oh, I have to have this, this, and this, and this in order to like create. I just used what I had at right. the time, right. which was an iPhone. And I still have them, actually. I should send them to you later. Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. I, took, I would love to I, see those. Yeah, I took pictures of everything because when I started to see how people took photos, I think it opened my mind up to realizing like how beautiful like the world is. Yeah. And I started to see things in a different way. I started to see light in a different way. And I started to see like the most mundane objects in a completely different way. Like I would take pictures of everything, like like cars passing by the neighborhood, like, you know, freaking like toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I would like it was crazy. And like I would take pictures of my brother and even like eggs that I would use to make breakfast. Like yeah, everything. Yeah. Like, oh my God, like this looks so good. And I would just take pictures of everything. I I literally became obsessed. Like yeah. I was obsessed. And it wasn't something that I like really shared it was just something that i really i just enjoyed doing it like even when no one was looking like i just liked doing it a lot right and eventually you know parents again my dad he eventually like saw how much i liked it because i would always try to like show him the stuff that i took yeah. and he's like you know what you're really into this photography thing like do you want to get a camera this was like a year later after like being obsessed yeah and I think it was like my 18th birthday or something, 17th or 18th. But for my birthday, I got one gift that year and that gift was a new camera. Yeah. And he was the one that bought it for me because he thought, you know what? She really likes it. So let's just get you a real camera that you can actually use. And so he made me promise him because we spent we spent quite a bit on that camera because it was yeah, the yeah. camera, the lens, the bag. Like we spent quite a bit of money on that. So he's like, you know what, Anna? I'm gonna get you this camera, but you gotta promise me you're gonna make it worth the money. Yeah. And I said, okay. <laughs> like, and I had no idea. And it was like kind of like, okay. Like yeah. I didn't know what I just I just didn't know what would come of that essentially. Mm. I didn't know. I just knew I was going to use it. I didn't know how much I would actually like stick to it because I do have a habit of being distracted by like different stuff like I just I do this and then I want to do this and then I want to do this. So yeah. I, it was kind of like a hesitant like okay, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, like that's once I got that camera, I not too long after just decided to like do a little photo shoot with one of my friends just you know to practice to see how this thing works yeah. um and i loved it i took a i took a um i did a photo shoot of my friend for her birthday and i let and i made that you know as her birthday gift it's like i'm going to do this first shoot ever i've never done a shoot before yeah. but i'm going to do it with you and that's going to be your birthday gift and she actually ended up loving the photos. I actually ended up loving the photos. Yeah. And honestly, like the rest of that is history. I just kept taking photos. I just found myself always wanting to take more. I asked my friends, like, let's do this. Like, let's go here. And like, let's, yes. I have this idea, like, let's do this. And also another thing that nurtured my creativity was my senior year of high school. I um, was in the, my high school film class. Mm. Um 
And I learned a lot about like, I learned a lot of stuff in that class, you know, the technicalities of like a camera. I learned about film editing, um, what it means to like make a movie and things like yeah. that. Although I don't work in movies right now. I just, I am really grateful for like all like the back knowledge I have of what it takes to make one, just like all the digital stuff I learned, I learned in that class. And so that's also a huge thing that nurtured me. We got into like film festivals and things like that. And we yeah. won awards. it was a great time that year as a creative. And um, yeah, I learned so much. Um, I would also, so after, you know, high school came college, I still did my photography thing. Um, and that was the first time my freshman year, that was the first time I created my website because I'm like, you know what? I like it and I kind of want to get paid for it. Yeah. So yeah. let me just like create a website. And I started off like super low. I think it was like $50 an hour or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't think anybody's going to like pay for me right. to know how good I am. Right, so right. I have to make it at least affordable. Um, so that's what I started out with. And I just kept taking more photos. I took grad photos over time. I increased my pricing and things like that. Um, but it took a while for me to ever see myself as actually like um, being an artist, like full-time or just having a creative life yeah. full-time because I I just I was still kind of like scared right. of like it not being enough you know or mm -hmm. not really being able to get myself in spaces in which I can actually provide for myself as a creative um for a while I thought I was supposed to be a doctor like I studied neuroscience for mm -hmm. like I think two years of college And it totally kicked my butt, Zeru. Right. Like, it totally right. kicked my butt. Like, it wasn't meant for me. I worked so hard, you know, thinking that I can be this doctor, but also do my art on the side. Right, right. And there was just something that just wasn't, I would work so hard and it wouldn't ever be enough. So I had, like, this whole, I was going through a really tough time that time. So with figuring out what my career would be and also just, like, social stuff, and I, I was supposed to even take like a summer class that year for science. And I just had to like get away from the school to like think yeah. and about what am I, how am I going to finish school on time and still finish with a major that actually like suits me. And then eventually with the help of really helpful conversations with my counselor, with professors and my dad, actually, I ended up finishing with anthropology. Mm -hmm. I am super happy about because I actually ended up loving the major because it touched upon everything that had to do with culture, language, like we spoke about art. Right. And because right. for me as an artist, like obviously I see myself as an artist, but even more than that, I just see myself as someone who just loves culture and human beings. Right. right. Absolutely fascinating. So it was a, it was a subject that just encompassed everything that I was interested in. But I still didn't know how how I would actually like I didn't concretely know how I would like um, what's it called, like have my art skills like implemented into my career quite yet. I just knew I was studying something that I loved and I knew I was going to somehow make it work mm. after college. I didn't know how, but I was just I had this, you know, 
vision, humanitarian work. Somehow I'm going to like do all these things and yeah. incorporate my artistry and photography in it and stuff like that. Um, I would say, though, that the hardest part about going this route, though, like being and because I did I still did a lot of photography stuff when I was in college and I was like going to L.A. a lot for like collabs and collective collabs and stuff yeah. like that and for other photo shoots i met a lot of people a lot of other creatives in la which are still like my creative friends till this day and i think just the i think one of the hard parts about being you know someone who loves art so much and is like constantly doing it especially in a familial like environment where everybody's doing stem yeah, so like yeah. either, like science math or engineering yeah is that people don't you don't um it's not easy to like get help you know and get guidance in the way that you feel like you need so a lot of the things that i've done up until now is me just like figuring it out right right my own which i'm personally grateful for because um it's definitely helped me with like becoming more innovative problem solving right. and just like going after what i want you know what I mean? And putting yeah. myself into the spaces that I want to without it, you know, necessarily being handed to me. Yeah. Um, so kind of just being like, I guess like a quote unquote, like trailblazer in some sense, because nobody else in my family is like really doing or was doing what I was doing. My cousin actually later got into the arts and he's actually doing amazing right now. Hey. But Yeah. Yeah, he's actually doing absolutely amazing. And so, but yeah, like, I think, I think honestly, just like, um, yeah, I think the pilgrimage in a nutshell, I mean, I explained so much, but like in a nutshell is very much just like, I couldn't resist not doing it because yeah. I loved it. And it's like, I couldn't stand the misery of not doing it. It's like, because I've been there, I've tried to like, deny not necessarily deny the arts but not like really make it at the forefront of what I was doing because I wanted to be a doctor like I thought like science was like the way for me I love people I love the human body I'm like yeah. it's definitely a much stable form of income but I wasn't happy bro I wasn't happy and um I think that's the thing that I noticed a lot of college students get themselves into is like they just kind of stick to the thing that makes them unhappy because it's the most comfortable place right for them to be. right um and it's understandable like i have a lot of empathy for that you know because yeah. it's not easy and a lot of people don't have like supportive parents it's not easy not having right. supportive parents it's really not but i think this this is the part where it comes in to like fight for what you love yeah how that kind of like weaves itself in in there and so i think you know you really i think a lot of the reason of why i'm still doing what i'm doing right now is because one i spent a lot of time like alone like yeah. really like thinking about what do i actually want out of my life because and thinking about like who my real father is bro mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The heavenly father come on somebody and i think that we do put a lot of pressure on ourselves because of like what our parents think mm. but it's very much understandably so like they've been there from day one right it's, their opinion matters 
so much, whether you like it or not, right. you know, it affects us. Right. Um, and so, and not even just parents, but like even, you know, other family members too, it matters. Right. Yeah. I love just the the way you took us through that story. And it just really captures a lot of the things I've appreciated about you in your artistry is how much your love for humanity and creation is evident, which they are not like they are inextricably linked. Like you can't tie like you can't separate the two. And what I love also is just like just for more context, Hanna and I, uh, we come from Ethiopian immigrant parents, you know what I'm saying? Like th this is our heritage. And so a lot of what you shared about who you are today is in relation to the belief your parents had in you is really specific and something folks like us would understand. Not that all of our parents are like this, but something you'll hear in the Ethiopian community is that um, what, what you call it is like, you know, it's the, the doctor, scientist, lawyer, type of arrangements for their children that they would desire you know what i'm saying but your ch your parents at a young age were like hey we see you enjoy this so let's take let's take a peek of what you can do with this and then i've heard you tell your that story about your dad a lot and there's a lot of angles you can look at it like the oh isn't that a lot of pressure and you kind of shared that but it's also propelled you into becoming the person who you are now there there are familial pressures and there are reasons for that it's not always because the parents want to control the life of the children it's like y'all are black and brown people in a very white western world who if you want to make a living you got to assimilate you got to go this way of the crowd and so it really seems like your parents didn't impose that on you and i'm grateful for my parents as well because especially once they're like oh no 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 there's for sure things god has put on my children's heart where it might not be what i would have envisioned i want to i want to launch them off to do so you know and so there's a cool thread there that we could follow and talk about for a long time but another thing i remember being always just grateful and just inspired about i i talked i've talked to you about this several times but the first time i heard the story about your transition to uh photography in high school and you were talking about your dad and all those things is you're like, what I love about photography is like, I get to depict people the way I see them, you know? Mm -hmm. And that is such a like anthropological creative thing to do. <laughs> like to, to, to really settle, not to, to really zone in on what you see happening in the life of a society, what makes up the human body, the psychology, but also like, who is this person? And what you get to do with the photos is really portray that in your own unique way. So there's so much in your fighting for what you love that is tied to an understanding of God's loving, creative hands, where your location in the world is and what you have to offer and contribute. But yeah, like, um, before I ask you this next question, please share a little bit about your rug business. 
Oh yeah. So my rug business. So yeah, I make rugs specifically yeah. via tufting, which is using a um a tufting gun and it's basically it's in the shape of a gun and it has like a needle in it and you thread yarn in it and it punches yarn mm. through fabric that you mm. stretch along this um frame so that you can you can literally make any sort of design with it but i picked rug making or really textile work during covid like we mm -hmm. were at a time during covid everything got shut down everything changed yeah everything the way that we do everything changed i mean a huge reason why we're on zoom right now is because of covid like right, COVID right. Introduced, introduced us to zoom yeah um, yeah and so a lot of people were just in the house like you know trying to figure out what on earth to do with themselves i was in school so i was doing online school and literally i i also just stumbled upon this medium of art as well yeah. and the way that i stumbled upon photography i just be stumbling you know hana in the hebrew means stumbler that's really that, no 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 oh, no okay sorry <laughs> it sounds convincing don't it? it sounds convincing though very fitting oh, yeah, yeah. And so yeah i just be stumbling and um i literally just saw on instagram again a friend they made some sort of like rug and when i realized that they're the ones that made it i'm like what like she made a rug yeah. i didn't know people i didn't even know like normal people i thought you had to be in some sort of factory right the robots doing it at all right you know what i mean like those yeah. really artsy women in turkey who like you know be weaving the rugs and right i thought you had to be like one of those to right. like make the rug. i had no idea that you could just make a rug in the comfort of your own home and That's so i it. immediately like i dm her like how did you do this mm. and she sent me she sends me like this youtube video like oh it's so easy you only have to like and like it's super affordable to make you just have to go to michael's and get a b and c and follow this video and you can make a rug. So I actually, before the tufting gun, I made a rug by hand. So I looked at the video and I looked at how it was done. It looked pretty easy. So I just started to do it. Yeah. And it was like something that I did to kind of pass the time. And it was also incredibly therapeutic. Yeah. And it was very tedious because I would go. So this was, this, this that I did was called latch hooking. So before tufting, the way I started was called latch hooking. And I used like this crochet hook to, um like weave in yarn into like this mesh canvas and i would <laughs> go in there one by one one by one so you can imagine how no, no. tedious that would be right, right. i didn't mind because it's like we've got nothing else to do i'm in the house yeah and i want to pass the time while watching a netflix show and you know it yeah. was also very therapeutic and so i made a couple rugs by hand through that i made my first one was like this bunna and uh like this jebana and yeah. like sydney uh rug um and then i also made um a rug of fella kuti who is like um uh, like a huge afrobeats artist in nigeria he died a long time ago and then yeah. i also made a rug of like this anime characters and mm. hunter and so I just started like posting it on Instagram and I'm like, yeah. Hey, you guys, like I did something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've never done this before, but I think it's kind of cool. And like, if you want to buy it, you can. Right. 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 And a lot of people within the community went kind of crazy for it. I got like a lot of really good feedback. And then all of a sudden 
I when I you know because the algorithm, bro, like it picks up what what what's going on in your life. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. the algorithm knows I'm into rugs now. So now it's like introducing me to like other people's rug works. So yeah. Like, oh my God, there's a whole community of rugs, and they're also doing it through this way called tufting that I've never seen before. Right. And it looks so like literally a hundred times faster than the way that I've been doing it. Mm. So I start watching so many videos. Yep on how people are using this tufting gun that I've now discovered. And I'm like watching and watching and watching and watching. And that's usually like the way that I learn to do things. So before I actually start anything, if it's something new, I like to like watch and like right. learn and download. That's the same way that I did with photography. It's like, I didn't pick up a camera or anything. I was just looking through Visco. Oh, Visco, yeah. Like, downloading information like oh like this is like how people are taking pictures this is how people are using light da, da, da. so usually i let things marinate in my head so for a long time i was just like watching tutorial videos yes. i was just watching right right everything i would spend hours and just months doing that i would say i did that for like three months and then eventually i decided to get a tufting gun and i got the tufting gun and I built my own frame with the help of a tutorial video on YouTube. Yeah. Shout out to YouTube. Yep. University. YouTube University. Yep. It's helped me like become a more competent human being. Let's go. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I built like my own frame and everything. I got some cloth and I just like tried it and I did it and I eventually put out there like, yo, like I'm making this stuff now. Right. So if anybody wants to like, you know, get a custom because I saw that other people were making customs for people. So I'm like, oh, I should just make customs. Right. Too. But yeah, it's it exists. It's there. That's another thing that I do right now that I'm super grateful for picking up. Um, And yeah, that is me and my rug. Team. Let's go yeah we we like i said we're for sure gonna put that in the details of the podcast episode because people do need to check this out and kind of like you did a great job kind of describing the process and what it looks like i mean i've just learned about tufting and i feel like uh i don't feel like i could do it but i feel like i have the resources to already just like watch and look at what you need to do in order to like get creative juices like that going because i have a conviction that most people who think they're not creative actually are you know what i'm saying it's just like the belief and betting on yourself that you can and finding the things that you enjoy and you just miraculously encounter you know what i'm saying that set those things across like you know what i mean you didn't even know you liked rugs until your friend you saw your friend was doing it right yeah i, so, I saw my friend posted something and i was like shoot like i can do this too i think right you know? and so but the, but the risk the risk of that is really tough which and in speaking about risk there um there's a lot about fighting for what you love that isn't easy and could lead to times of wanting to quit to jump ship if have you ever had those moments and if you have like what's kept you in it like kept you in the fight mm -hmm. Well, I think, okay, that's a good question. I think when it comes to fighting for what I love in regards to the artistry, you know, like rest is super important. Yeah. Like 
allowing yourself to just like take a step mm. back like if you're getting tired if you feel yourself burning out like you put so much work into something and it just doesn't seem like it's getting it's giving what it needs to give yeah you know? um yeah rest bro because rest is actually productive yeah talk rest, on it yeah rest is a time for grounding yourself um and what it means to also get rest is like it will give you perspective like it rejuvenates you it'll give you new ideas that your mind wasn't giving when it was like on the go just yeah. trying to create things you know right um and then also like that's like i said before like spending time and this also goes into the rest but just like spending time like alone like getting off of social media yes <laughs> that's like probably like the biggest thing like at least a month or something that's what i did mm. um but to be quite honest with you i don't think there's ever been a time where i felt like i'm done because like i said i've been doing art since i was young five like, yeah like it has been in my life for as long as i've had memory you know and yeah. so i never ever thought to myself like oh i'm i'm gonna be done or like I'm just going to cancel this out of my life or like I'm just I've had it with art like the thing about art is like it's um I feel like and I really do believe that every human being it's like inside of you to create yeah. you know it's not even something that somebody else has to like co-sign or something yeah. somebody else has to like validate or approve of it's like we were born we were created from a creator. Yeah. It's like, I feel like naturally as spiritual human beings, like it is within our spirit to create. And it doesn't yeah. have to be in like the quintessential way of, you know, via like paints or photography or like the way that other people see art. Like creativity is is so much bigger than what the eye can. Yes. It's, 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 it's about, it's like you can be a creator and, in like writing in like developing new technology and yeah it's like this is all art forms everything it just has to come from you and so i always knew like art is never going to leave me because my forms of creating are mainly within photography textile work writing even on the low those are my main mediums of creating now but like other people have different means of creating and it's like i don't think there's ever I feel like the only reason anybody would ever want to stop is when they put is when they're creating for the pleasure of other people. Yes. That's yes. when you want to stop. Right? Like that's yes. like um that's usually when people want to stop is like when they're creating for people and like their hope is in other people or their pleasure comes from other people. It's not coming from inside of you come on and that's a really dangerous place to be and i think for me i've never created for people it's like like i said like all these things that i stumbled onto like i stumbled onto it i it yeah. was the origin of my creations have started from me just wanting it right and so if you're creative like i would encourage you to like be honest with yourself it's like ask yourself the big question like who and what am I creating for yeah. and why am I doing this yeah. um, and really getting 
and really being honest with yourself as to why you do the things that you do. I feel like when you start, I feel like those times where you feel really low and feel like something isn't working, like reminding yourself, why do you do this in the first place? Because the thing is, is also what happens to creatives. It's like sometimes you can start off from a really pure place. Like I love to do this. And then when people start to see that you're good at it, that, and they start praising for praising you for it. Like right. sometimes people have a habit of like that pure thing, that pure origin, like shifting. And now it's like become like an ego thing. And now all of a sudden you're creating because you're getting like a new dopamine hit from like the pleasure of hearing other people's positive feedback. Right, right. right. So like what started as something that you love to do for yourself, it's actually like shifted to like now it's something that you do for other people and you forgot who you were before. Yeah. Like that you you know you became um, controlled by the algorithm rather than the, yeah. the 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 gifts that were inside you know that's that's so good i think i wrote about this to you because you were talking about something in the same vein there's a comedian named hassan minhaj and he had a conversation with two podcasters named colin and samir and it was about being the artist and the algorithm and he's like you have so many of these creatives with the yellow block text in the middle with the camera zooming boom 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 like these drastic things and it might not even be content they want to do but they know that's what's going to give them the clicks and that's what's going to get them the likes and then like two years down the road they haven't created one video that they wanted to because it's monetizability i think i just made that word up in order to make that thing monetizable they felt like they had to sell out and yeah. it sounds like to you with rest with quiet time with really taking time to reflect and draw from your source who in in uh it sounds like in your christian faith with with the father and all of that is kind of helping you come to yourself and become what psychologists call a differentiated person one whose agency is in tandem with their following pursuits of God and, and they're, they're coming to themselves. It's not controlled by what everyone else around them says. And that doesn't mean they're not aware. They're not self-aware. Like they don't need advice, right? It's not like they don't think they need guidance, but it's just, I, if I'm going to be the artist, I want to be in the one I believe God has created me to be. I'm a, I'm a have to really dig my heels in and say, I, then let me do it my way, you know, because this is this is how it's been spoken to me. And folks who give in to the algorithm, sadly, uh, fall into that. So he talks about he had dark years from 18, from 18 years old to 30, just making stuff that was inside of him. And it was like, I'm an artist. I have to get this out. It wasn't the greatest stuff. But over time, he came to his own. And now he's a really, really successful stand-up comedian who's making huge waves and splashes and helping, inspiring other people along the way because he's uh, also has a lot of technology and instrumentation going on in his show. It's it's incredible. I've seen him live and I remember just marveling and just sitting in just gratitude for, for seeing a human uh, walk like that. Yeah, that basically means he's figured it out. Yeah. And it's like at the end of the day as human beings like what we all really want is just like that inner peace it's yeah. like you think that you need you know the likes and the attention and all of that is valuable you know right to an extent right but it's not 
you really like sit and think about it it's not what we really want it's it like can't be your want. driving force yeah because what you want is the peace and you just think that that's what's going to give you the peace right you right. know right and so yeah taking time off to rest and also like we can also talk about you know sorry discouragement yeah. um because right. I know we talked about that because this also has right. to do with your question about Ooh. in the lows. Yeah. And I am, I have been a victim of discouragement and it's so ironic because, and I mean, I guess that's why I'm really heavy on encouraging people because I know how crippling it feels. Yeah. I would say that's like my vice to be quite honest is like discouragement. And, um, you know, that's also like another reason to take, time away from social media is like it's it's the comparison it's you know the voices in your head that say what if they don't like it what if this isn't good enough because i've been there before it doesn't happen all the time but i can i feel i have felt the feelings you know yeah and um to just understand like this world has moved in a way that is making human beings right now feel a lot less powerful than we actually are. Mm. Um, we're being lied to a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we're being lied to a lot um, in ways that kind of seep into our subconscious that we don't even realize is happening. Facts, facts, facts. Um, and this is where god comes in because he is he is just ready and available to just remind you like i did not even create you with the spirit of fear yeah like that's not even supposed to be in there so if it's in there it needs to get out <laughs> mm -hmm. you know i didn't create you with the spirit of fear it doesn't belong in you so there's it's like also you know remembering that like if I'm fear like whatever I feel like I'm fearing right now, it's like I'm not even supposed to be fearing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and the truth is, is like a lot of people are are struggling more than you think that they are. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Talk to so many people. I mean, being in LA, I've met like so many amazing like influencers. You know, um, regular people when you meet them. Yeah. And they go through the most regular things and it's like, it's so amazing because sometimes I would see like what they post and then they tell me how it actually went behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of crap happened. Right. That yeah. they will not tell you about. It's a whole mission and people be going through a lot. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, and also something that I really learned for myself because as a creative, specifically as a photographer you know there's different avenues of which you can be a creative right and a lot and what i've noticed myself in the past is compare myself to people with a dream that i didn't even have mm. like and it's crazy like i would see other photographers like do all these things and collab with these different people but I would see these other people accomplishing what they're doing in their avenue of work. And then all of a sudden I would start comparing my journey to them. And then one day I had to like stop myself and realize like, that's not even my dream. Mm. Like that's not even what I originally am doing this for. Like, why am I feeling this way? Right, right. And so 
I had to like come to terms with, you know, like I'm actually being affected by the attention that they're getting for their work. Like, for example, like for me, like it's never been my dream to be like a celebrity photographer. Um, although, yeah, although like I would love to photograph for like a celebrity or like a prominent cultural figure in society, it's never been the end goal for me. My goal has always been to photograph people humanitarian work to go around the world and like photograph to tell stories of those you know who don't have a voice or you know who need their stories to be told in order to uplift and those countries and those communities to allow prosperity into those impoverished communities and it's like I would be looking at these photographers like going in their route in their artistic avenue towards like celebrity photography and I would like and I would compare myself to them but then I had to remind myself like dang like why am I comparing myself to a dream that I've never even had and and it's like those are the moments where you honestly just have to sit with yourself and realize that honestly like this whole fear thing this comparison thing it's like it's not even what they're having what they're going on is like it's not even yours like something else is yours, something else belongs to you. And it's not that, and you have to have the courage. This is where it also comes to fighting for what you love. You have to have the fight in you to say no to that thought. You have to have the courage to say no to that thought that comes in, that tells you that somebody else is doing better than you because they're not, it's just, they're going a different way. Um, like identify what your dream is, like identify what it is that you truly want and just leave everything else in the background. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So that's something that I learned from myself, like, dang, like, why am I like comparing myself to somebody who's not even going for, like who has a different dream than me? Like, that's not even what I wanted, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so watching yourself out for that, and also, as a human being, just practice, like, you know, encouraging others. I don't know, like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, you know, practice that because I feel like one of the best ways that I've been able to demolish any sort of jealousy inside of me, which I will I will say, like, I don't get jealous often, but like it's happened before. Right, right. And the way that I found to crush it every time is like, Go out of your way to praise someone to like mm. like give them their flowers right like right polish right. jealousy in you by just just doing the opposite you know whatever you're looking at just congratulate them like yeah say give your flowers to them i and it kind of goes back to the idea of like if you're in a really low place in your life if you're like depressed and you're just in a dark place like go out and like volunteer, give to the mm -hmm. homeless, like give to people because it's, yeah. it's within us to, it's like there's something in our human spirit that actually becomes more fulfilled when you are giving to someone. And so right. if you're ever in a low place within your artistic journey, in your life, just go out of your way to do something, to support someone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. You That's never know so how good. that might actually like uplift your spirit, you know? Yeah. And the gratitude that that person will feel when you do that would uplift your spirit.
as I think about what it means to be a person who is growing in creativity, it's one who's growing in love for others and for self and reminding, being reminded of how loved by God we truly are. Because I want to also just bring up shortly, when I think about creative abilities, I love that you brought up creativity manifests itself in different ways, right? Because there are people who are able-bodied, there are people who are differently abled, and all of these things that happen. And so it's like the way society works, which kind of push people to outcasts and say, oh, you have nothing to contribute if your hands don't work the way mine do your feet don't work the way mine do if your eyes don't work the way mine do and i am just like sitting back with a lot of humiliation of how long i felt like my my creativity was more based out of like my physical power and the prowess i had rather than the things that existed inside and that were inspiring the stories around me that just created their own contact that i was just able to tweak in my own ways and i was like no, there's a lot of people who don't got legs, who don't got arms, who are some of the most profound creatives because they've learned to love themselves. And sometimes it is a difficult experience, though, because none of us are exempt from the voice of discouragement, the mm -hmm. voice of, hey, you uh, you don't have what it takes mm -hmm. to uh, put in the time to be proficient at this. Like mm -hmm. you, you, you just haven't gotten it yet. It's taking you so long. And there are some things that are good to quit, like, and give up on. But when it comes to what you love, that's what we're trying to encourage y'all with. Like, what you love is worth fighting for. And so hopefully you can find yourself in avenues where people are cu cultivating just that that space of encouragement and reminders that that you don't <laughs> and all of those things. Yeah, what, what, yeah, yeah. Um, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about gratitude and stuff. So please uh, share your thoughts. Yeah, man. I feel like gratitude, bro, is like it's the saving grace of any journey that yeah. you go on, including right. the artistic one. Constantly like practicing being grateful. Yeah. Being grateful about everything that you got going on around you um because i feel like once you lose that sense of gratitude that's when you start going into the negative rabbit hole that's when the complaining starts when that's i feel like that's really when the real discouragement mm. starts is when you start forgetting you know the journey that you went on to get to where you are mm. when you start to forget you know the resources that you have like when you start to forget honestly that you have enough and that you are enough and yeah. you know there are people around you that actually do love you yeah. you know and that do support you um practicing gratitude and just like being in prayer and like sometimes bro like and i think about this quite a bit it's like sometimes i feel like what i need in prayer is not even i just need to like start saying thank you more not because I owe God something, but because it actually does something inside of me where it actually reminds me how rich I am without mm. realizing it, you know, how wealthy I am to have like the relationships that I do. Right, right. Because I believe that relationships is true wealth in life. Facts. Um, that's where all the riches come from. 
And so to be great, to just like, you know, when you're in prayer, just spend your time like thinking about all the things that you are thankful for. Practice like practicing that, like yeah, working yeah. that muscle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when you work that muscle, it's going to be super useful in times when you feel like everything around you is like crashing down. Right. You know? To always, you know, not just like look at the positive and like a naive like, oh, everything's like, OK, but like but like literally move in a way where you can get out of a situation with like not such an anxious heart because right. gratitude will actually give you so much peace right in your heart it'll give you the ability to get out of whatever you're trying to get out of Thanks. safely you know yeah there's there's like so much so much so much good content here and there are a couple other questions I wanted to ask you, but I think this is actually like a good landing spot. But I wanted to ask if you have any final like thoughts for pilgrims who want to take the route you're going in, but um, might lose confidence in themselves with. So I'm still a creative. Yeah, of course, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't. <laughs> but I also have a nine to five job. Yeah. That's also something I'd like to add in there. Right. Um it's okay to have a job, Come on. a full-time job while you're a creative. That's not something I feel like people like talk about enough because right. there's some sort of taboo about like, if you're a creator, like that should be like all that you do, right. you know? And if you get a job or a corporate job, it's like kind of like you're giving up or something like right. that. Right. Like you're in, right. Right. Talk on it. Talk on it. But it's not. Facts. A job is mainly there to support what you are doing. Um, and so that's like one thing that I just want to encourage everyone. It's like, if you don't have money, girl, poor guy, like get a job. Yeah, yeah. Okay, not be ashamed of it. Like there is such a life to live. Your life is so much bigger. It's like do whatever you got to do right now to support yourself right now nice. and keep and keep creating. Bonet, keep creating. Bonet. <laughs> Come on, Amaringa. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Something that I've learned is that most creatives do have a full-time job and mm -hmm. they're just never sharing it online. Mm -hmm. So it's always making it look like whatever they're doing is enough to support them. Right. And it's like they actually have a full-time job. Come on. <laughs> that's that's so true. That's most people. Like people who write books, I used to think they was getting royalties like no other. A lot of these cats don't even make 200 a year. No, it takes time. Honestly, being creative in the United States, it's not an easy thing to do, you know, monetary wise. Right. And it takes time for that to actually be like your main thing because yep. it can be your main thing. Um, The road is a lot longer. It's a yes. lot less structured. Definitely a lot less structured because STEM has a specific route. You follow it, you get the bag, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm art is a different thing so 100 percent. it builds a whole lot of character bro it really does that's like the coolest part about it i think um and nothing and these jobs like they don't last forever it's it's just meant to help you everything that you do should have a purpose to it even even getting a full-time job should have yeah. a purpose to it um also another thing as you know final words is also just you know before you decide that you want to go on this creative route is really honestly and sincerely like um, analyze yourself yeah. and identify what your why is yes um 
because the thing about art is like it's not about making things looks it's not it's not about making things look good it's about how honest are you yeah 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 honest i believe in that i believe in integrity integrity is like a huge virtue for me and so is your work honest um that was like a part of like one of the the questions that you sent me earlier is you know like how do you create or like what the creative process is like is um understanding like what do you actually believe in and following through that yeah don't do things to like prove something to somebody about yourself like out of insecurity you know um because most often than not the work probably won't even come out as good it's like we operate at our most highest in our most highest potential when we like live a life without shame and we're dishonest you know that's good that's where our best work comes from and honestly it's the work that we don't even have to try to look good because when something is true it'll show yeah yeah and people can kind of tell when you're not like really about it right (laughs) and it's embarrassing before you try to let other people co-sign your work or validate your work like ask yourself like do i like it yes i like what i made that's like the biggest question i sometimes like i get a little frustrated when people come up to me and they come up to me with a photo that they took maybe like on their iphone or something and they're like kind of like what do you think of this photo do you like it and like i'm like bro do you like it yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> do you like it because that's what matters you know? calling out the agency within them to to, to not yeah. be the people who are in, encumbered by the opinions of others not even your own yes yes and um because the thing about liking your own work first is that that's also linked to the honesty. Yeah. It's also a part of the integrity. Because, you know, also, you know, going back to, um, uh, sorry, also going back to, you know, um, doing things for others. Yeah. It's like, if you're not, do if you're always doing something via the mind of someone else, and it's not your mind that's doing it, then isn't that like a lie right 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 it's not really you it's like something else and so under like first asking yourself do i like it is this thing saying what i want it to say is does my work as a whole does my craft and everything that i do am i being honest do i am i proud of it you know so it's like god didn't need anybody to improve approve his work yeah yeah like us as create us as his children we're also able to be creators we're meant to be creators because our father is a creator himself like i said like it's in our dna it's in our spirit to to create and it's like we can look at what we created and say like that's good <laughs> you know that's good yourself to actually like be with yourself and be like i like it you yeah. know yeah um that also, you know, can go into a deeper conversation of like what it means to love yourself, you know, actually like yourself. Um, yeah. And things like that. That's like a lot deeper, though. Right. But that's also like that's also part of the conversation is For like sure. how to love yourself and learning how to like what you like, you know, 
like I think Tyler the creator said it in an interview one time of how like people would just be walking around like not even liking what they like right they just act like they like something else but they don't even like it right you know? um so a huge part of I think the prerequisite of going this route is being honest with yourself you know being proud of understanding what it means to like be proud of what you what you made man my god on today <laughs> no for real y'all um pilgrimage friends and listeners i i hope y'all have enjoyed this conversation as much as i have with hanaleka you can find her at hanners on instagram honey images and uh, yeah like I'll, I'll post those links in the description so you can follow more of her stuff and continue to embark on the journey of fighting for what you love because you are loved thank you for coming on the show Hanna. oh my god thank you for having me yeah of course it's it's been a pleasure and to you pilgrims out there here's to painting a canvas of hope and light in our world today love y'all and see y'all next time